If you have a Bible, I'm gonna ask you to go to Psalm 71. A couple weeks ago, when I was sharing with you, I think it was the last Sunday of 2021, we were talking about a word that we were gonna put into practice uh, in 2022, and the word was humility. And uh, I just couldn't get away from this thought, and so today, I wanna share with you some things. One of the things that you see throughout scripture is that true humility actually leads to this word the Bible uses, greatness. Um, greatness is not only something that describes God, greatness is something that God uses when he talks about us and what we would do. Jesus said when he was getting ready to leave, he told the disciples, he said, what you see me do, you're gonna do greater works. I uh, told Abram in the Old Testament, he said, I wanna make your name great. And um, so I wanna talk to you about, about greatness because if we're really gonna begin to walk in humility, we're really gonna begin to see greatness in our lives. I think God wants you to be great. I, mean, I don't care what the news has been telling you, I think God wants 2022 to be great for you. Can somebody in the room say amen? I think my best days are still in front of me. I still think God has great things in store for me. Amen. Psalm 71, verses 19 through 21 say this. They say, your righteousness, O God, reaches the high heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? You who have made me see many troubles and calamities, will revive me again. Is anybody excited about that thought? It's gonna revive us again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. One translation says, you will increase my honor. Honor and greatness are connected. So Father, in Jesus' name we pray today. We ask that you would Speak a very clear word to us. We are here in the first moments, the beginnings of a new year. And we wanna hear from you. That's why we've decided to take the first 10 days of this year from last Sunday through this Wednesday to pray and to fast, to honor you, to set ourselves apart for you because God, more than anything, we wanna hear from you. We wanna live closer to you. We want our communication with you to get better, to become greater. And we thank you that you desire to do great and mighty things because you are a great and a mighty God. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said amen. Well, God is great. Psalm 48 and one says, great is the Lord. We even sang about it this morning. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I think very often what we have in church today is not a praise problem. I think we have a perception problem. The psalmist says, great is the Lord, and then he follows that up with, and greatly to be praised. I think the level of your praise is determined by the size of your God. And I think this morning, many of you in the room, you don't necessarily have a praise problem or an inability to lift your hands or raise your hands or sing or shout 
or get involved in the worship service. I think you have a perspective issue, maybe a perception issue. Maybe you don't see God correctly because truly and honestly, built in every single one of us is the ability to see greatness and recognize it when we see it. We know it. I could, I could throw some videos up on the screen of people doing incredible things, and without you even being coached to do it, you would be ooh and ah. And I remember the other day, my son came to me and he showed me this catch that someone had made recently in a football game. And when he showed me the catch, I jumped up out of my chair and I put my hands on my head and I was like, that's amazing. I didn't, I, he didn't have to coach me. He didn't have to come to me and say, hey, Dad, you're getting ready to watch a video. And Dad, in this video... You're gonna see something that you've never seen before. And it's gonna cause in you some emotions. And how you probably want to respond, Dad, is you probably wanna stand up on your feet, put your hands on your head and say, that's amazing. No, he didn't have to coach me. It was my natural built-in response that when I saw something great, my body reacted to it. My emotions reacted to it. And your problem isn't that you don't like to lift your hands because if you saw something great, you would throw your hands up in the air. Come on, listen to me. You do it at basketball games, you do it at football games, you do it when your team wins. I know it, listen. I was around someone recently and their team won a game that they were not supposed to win and I watched them jump up out of the chair and run around their house, smack everybody five, and I thought, who is this? I've never seen that emotion from them before in my life, but when you see greatness, true greatness, you have no other option but to respond. Come on, and that's the way it should be with God, because if you see him correctly, you have no problem throwing your hands. Nobody has to coach you, put your hands in the air. Nobody should have to coach you. Come on, say amen, somebody. Nobody should have to coach you. Nobody should have to tell you. Nobody should have to prod you and say, you really ought to praise God. No, because if you see him the way he is, and for who he is, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, there's nobody like him, nobody beside him. Come on, man, if you see him correctly, you will give him the praise that he's worthy of. And I wonder if there's anybody in the room this, this year, right here at the beginning of 2022, it says, if I'm gonna do anything in this year, I'm gonna see God for who he is. Come on, some of y'all been making a lot of noise about the issues you see in the world and very little noise about the God you serve. Somebody needs to put their hands together and bless God because he is great and he is greatly to be praised. I, if I got a praise problem, I just need to see him better. I just need to see him clear. So my praise is a reflection of how I see him. It's built in me. And not only is God great, but God wants to make you great. Genesis 12 and 2, he makes a promise to Abram. He says, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great. Notice that he doesn't say, and I will make my name great. He says, your name. My name's already great. What I need is a people who will, who will let me get some glory out of my life, and I will make their name great, and when I make their name great, people will wonder, where did they get their greatness? And if you ask me where I got anything, what am I gonna tell you? I'm gonna tell you the greatest one gave it to me. 
So he says, I wanna make your name great, why? Because I want you to be a blessing. God wants to make us great because his goal in Romans, it teaches us that he wants to make us like him. Right, he, he's destined us to be conformed into the image of his son. Fishermen don't drop their nets for mediocre. A woman doesn't push through a crowd to touch average. Zacchaeus doesn't climb up in a tree to see average. Jesus, again, I told you this earlier, I'm gonna say it to you again, John 14 and 12, Jesus says, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and whatever God articulates, he empowers. Whenever God releases a word, he also releases the grace to perform the word. Come on, somebody. You have to believe that. If God wants you to do something and he releases that into your life, he also releases the grace to do what he called you to do.